Hey everybody, welcome back to the Everyday is Halloween podcast. I'm your host, Horgai Keenan, with news, reviews, and so much more. Uh, 2020 made us take a backseat on the show for a bit. Uh, there was no movies coming out, so that meant no news coming out. Uh, so there wasn't much to report. I tried putting together some other things, some like little specials here and there, but they just didn't hit very well, and I just wasn't proud of them. Uh, so, you know, I waited till uh, we had a kind of a big mega episode, and that's this one. I have so much news and stuff ready to go for the show that we will not be stopping for quite a while, probably until Halloween 2021 and into Christmas. Uh, you know, just Halloween part two honestly just with a nice little uh cherry side so with that uh sit back light the jack-o-lantern get out your favorite spooky treats and let's go okay so let's talk about one of the most interesting things to come up in the last year or so and that's rob zombies the monsters that's right rob zombie shock rocker is taking over uh the license of the monsters for universal pictures uh, this will be very interesting as it, the monsters have never really been brought to movie theaters other than monsters go home with the original family. Uh, we've had iterations, uh, you know, for Fox kids and uh, this, uh, the, the new monsters that uh, Brian Fuller did. Uh, and it just, it just has not worked. The monsters is, is I think a little too campy um, to, to get right uh, in today's day and age. It's very hard. I know Brian Fuller tried to make a more serious approach. It just didn't really work. And, uh, you know, one could argue that the Adams Family did such a great job, uh, you know, recasting and redoing that. But they added more of a gothic side of things and a little bit of humor that just paired so well for those guys. So Rob Zombie trying to bring in his tropes of Sherry Moon and maybe some of the other later players and, uh, you know, Three from Hell and Lords of Salem. Uh, I'm not sure how it'll work. But I can't think of anybody else more perfect than Rob Zombie to tackle something like this because the guy cares. He loves these these uh, monsters and just wants to see the, that do well. And man, I can't say I'm not anxious and curious about this project. So I'll keep you guys updated. Uh, he just hung out with Butch Patrick uh, on the and drove around the the monsters coach uh, scouting out locations. So it's pretty excited. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited for it. Uh, what do you guys think? Let me know. Hallow's Eve 365 at gmail.com. I know we've brought up the rumors for quite a while, but they've officially announced that Hocus Pocus 2 is actually happening and will be heading to Disney Plus in October of 2022. Uh, it looks like all the cast members are back, including Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy. Uh, Ann Fletcher is taking over the directing as um, Adam Shankman was originally attached. He is now just executive producing. Uh, this looks pretty cool. It looks like they're going to be going back to Salem and getting lots of shots and stuff. 
uh, no productions has been filmed just yet, but I imagine that's probably going to be happening within this year or uh, the beginning of 2022. We shall see. Uh, but it's nice to know that, uh, you know, it has been confirmed by everybody and it will be on. It will be a Disney Plus joint. So I'm pretty excited for that. And I know we've been all waiting for a very long time. I'm, I'm just curious now if it's going to be based off of the book Hocus Pocus Hocus 2 or if it's going to be its own treatment. I believe it'll be its own treatment because it sounds like it was something that uh, uh, Shankman was working on previously. So yeah, more news for that as time rolls on. Speaking of Disney and Halloween time, it looks like Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party is taking a backseat for a new event. And that one is called the Disney After Hours Boo Bash. This is a three hour long event that takes place from nine o'clock to midnight. Uh, runs from August 10th to October 31st here in Orlando, Florida. Uh, everything's basically Halloween themed, just a little bit uh, toned down, I guess, because of COVID and things, uh, making it a shorter event. I just can't imagine for the prices that they want uh, that I would want to uh, attend something like this. Um, obviously, to combat crowds, uh, the prices have gone up. And boy, have they. Uh, we're looking at $130 uh, for three hours in a park. And then, of course, as you get closer to October, the price jumps to $170 a head. So could you imagine taking like two or three kids and your spouse to Disney? Uh, each person costs $170 uh, for three hours. Pray to God that it doesn't rain because you have to go whether you like it or not at that point. Um, it just kind of it's crazy because I love it. I love Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween. I think it's such a fun time and a, a cool little thing. Uh, but each year it's just getting more and more ridiculous with the prices. And that's just their way to combat in crowds. And it's it's kind of a bummer to see these things, the, infl the inflation uh, of all the prices and stuff go up for these kind of things. Um, regardless, if you do go, maybe it'll be uh, a lot less crowded because of how high the prices are. But, you know, at least you still get the Headless Horseman uh, running down Main Street, uh, leading the parade in uh, a fun uh, nighttime show on the, the Magic Kingdom Castle. That's all Nightmare Before Christmas themed. Uh, the, the witches, the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus and every Disney villain you can shake a wand at. Uh, so it's it's a pretty cool little event, just a, a little little too pricey uh, for my my budget. Now we can't talk about Disney without talking about Universal right down the road. That's right, Halloween Horror Nights is coming back to Orlando this year, including over in uh, California and Japan as well. Uh, but we usually focus on the Orlando show here on the show. Uh, that means that Jack the Clown is back. He was hosting last year Halloween Horror Nights 30, but it got canceled. Uh, so obviously they're just doing 30 again this year. Uh, some of the houses remain the same uh, as last year. Now, last year was a limited run event, so that meant only some houses were open during the day. You had to wear your mask. Some of the characters were behind plexiglass. It was a whole thing. So this year, uh, it's I'm guessing they might be you know, moving back a little bit on that. I'm not really too sure how the safety precautions are going to go this year as the park gets very crowded uh, of people, you know, drinking and standing in lines. So they'll be very interesting. But I mean, I think, you know, as long as you got your shots, uh, you should be pretty OK. I'd hope to see not as many uh, plexiglass uh, layers between the characters and uh, the attendance this year. Now, Beetlejuice has been built since last year. Uh, so that will be happening uh, through the Warner Brothers license. There's also two original IPs, including The Bride of Frankenstein Returns and uh, The Tooth Fairy. Uh, so these two uh, houses, uh, or the three houses, I should say, will be open along with a bunch of other rumored stuff. Uh, so let's let's look at these rumors right now. So I've heard a lot of talk about uh, Shudder being possibly some kind of a tie-in. Uh, Shudder being the horror movie streaming service. Uh, so it would be really cool to see Creepshow uh, make its way either into a street and or house. Uh, that's also said for Holliston, uh, if uh, enough people even know what Holliston is. Uh, I know Texas Chainsaw Massacre was also another one rumored for a while. Uh, there's also the original names of the Wicked Growth Realm of the Pumpkin and Puppet Theater Captive Audience. Uh, we also have um, the Haunting of Hill House, the Netflix series as a house. Uh, HHN Icons House, which is all the previous icons from Halloween Horror Nights, and uh, Welcome to Scary Horror in the Heartland. Now, this is all 
speculative and rumors, including Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, which, man, wouldn't that be great? But I just don't feel like enough people know what Halloween 3 is. But in the past, they've made sure to put in some Halloween 3 uh, winks and nods in other Halloween houses. Uh, everything's still up in the air. I'm sure there's a Lagoon show. And like I said earlier, the Jack show might be coming back. But a lot of really cool stuff about to get released. And you know, you all know that I'm here for you. And I will be sure to release as much info as I can on all the uh, social media pages. So keep your eyes peeled. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. This this word just in. Apparently, there's one more uh, fun haunted Disney tidbit from uh, some Muppets. All right, Gonzo and Pepe, take it away. Greetings, fear and fright lovers. I'm the great Gonzo. And I'm Pepe the King Prawn. And we're here to tell you about our all-new terrifying tale of total scariness, Muppets Haunted Mansion. Excuse me. This fall, prepare to experience your most hilarious and harrowing Halloween ever, Muppets Haunted Mansion. How'd you do this? Well, it's easy. Try it. it Muppets Haunted Mansion. I think more oomph for you. More oomph. Muppets Haunted Mansion! Mm, no. no. Muppets Haunted Mansion! You know, this is going to take a while. Muppets Haunted Mansion! We'll see you this fall on Disney Plus, Muppets Haunted Mansion. Unbelievable! Muppets Haunted Mansion! Muppets Haunted Mansion! Muppets Haunted Mansion. That's what I said! Muppets Haunted Mansion! Muppets Haunted Mansion! Unbelievable. So my good friend Edward Douglas got in contact with me. Uh, he's part of uh, one of the creators of Midnight Syndicate. Yes, these guys have been around for three decades doing live shows at Cedar Point, working with Elvira, uh, Halloween Horror Nights, and so much more. These guys are uh, the greatest. And anytime I would go to Dragon Con, I'd chat with Ed and we, you know, get his music on the shows. He's always super kind to supply me with anything we need for the show. And I'm happy to report that they had their first live album coming out. In fact, it's already out. It came out June 11th. Uh, you can go over to their website at uh, midnightsyndicate.com and uh, purchase that said album. Uh, I'm going to play a uh, track for you right now. This is Alchemist Chamber. And if you'd like to see more, yeah, head to that uh, site and they have some really fun stuff heading our way this October. So keep your ears and eyes peeled. Enjoy.
marshmallows. Frankenberry. And Calchocula. Now all the monster cereals have bigger monster-sized marshmallows. Calchocula has enormous chocolatey marshmallows. It's a delicious part of this nutritious breakfast. New monster marshmallows are here. The monster marshmallows are here. They're everywhere. Whoa! Oh, yes, they are here, and they are back for their 50th anniversary. And how are they celebrating their 50th anniversary? Well, they have a really cool retro black box they're releasing. And they're mixing all of the monster cereals together into one sugar coma delicious bowl of Halloween goodness. Uh, that's right. Uh, you can go onto I think, Walmart's website right now. Uh, and check out the, the listing. I don't think you can actually pre-order anything just yet. Uh, MonsterMashCereal.com will be a thing that you can go to, I think, to kind of play around. I'm sure they'll have games and all that fun stuff. Uh, it's just always cool to see the black black box cereal uh, themed after monster stuff. I think we had the Ghostbusters cereal was in a black box. Adam's Family cereal was in a black box. Batman cereal is in a black box. And now we're getting the General Mills monster cereals all combined together in one black box for uh yeah their 50th anniversary how neat right i'm pretty excited um i'm just i'm not sure how many bowls that i can take before i i know rock it off to the moon but still very cool to see nonetheless it looks like george romero's day of the dead is coming to sci-fi channel uh, Steven Kostansky, the man behind The Void, Leprechaun Returns, and Psycho Gorman is going to be working with Sci-Fi Channel uh, to bring us Day of the Dead this October. It's going to be a 10-episode series uh, loosely based on the uh, George Romero classic. We don't know if there's going to be a silo and it's underground in Florida, if that's like going to be like the main thing. Obviously, he couldn't say too, too much about the project, but at least we have uh, something interesting coming. You know, it's funny. After Walking Dead has has uh, lived and died, which I I mean, it, sure it's coming back for its tenth season, but in the end, I mean, I feel like this is the end, and people were kind of over uh, the zombies, and uh, but I feel that there's room for zombies. Now, granted, when I see stuff like coming on Netflix, like I think there's a show that takes place in the snow that's zombies. Like I want to watch it, but I'm just I'm just tired of it. Like I'd love to check it out, but I just feel like watching people bitch and moan for hours on end in the zombie apocalypse is just it's getting old. You, we gotta we gotta flavor up that zombie apocalypse somehow. So maybe maybe dialing back into the Romero classics is what we need. But like you all know, or some of you might, there have been so many adaptations of Day of the Dead that have nothing to do with the original Day of the Dead that just it ruins it. So, Stephen, please. For the love of God, make a decent Day of the Dead adaptation. Apparently, Sci-Fi Channel has also announced a Halloween version of Bring It On. That's right. Halloween, Bring It On. Bring It On Halloween will be premiering on Sci-Fi Channel 2022. I don't know who asked for this, but apparently it's happening. Uh, written by Dana Schwartz and Rebecca McKendry. Uh, this is a story about a bunch of cheerleaders who are looking for an school gymnasium to practice for regionals but when members of the squad start to disappear the cheerleaders must unmask their assailant to save themselves bomb 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 sounds like sci-fi schlocky goodness and i'm not talking about when sci-fi channel had the cool like sci-fi like actually spelled like it's spelled and had the nice saturn logo that sat in front of it, like the side of your screen and that was good sci-fi channel this is siffy fingers crossed we'll see what happens Variety recently dropped some new Evil Dead information. That's right, the new uh, ad continuation, I should say, not really an adaptation, a continuation of the original Evil Dead series, not the one with Mia from the remake. Uh, this will be looked by with uh, by Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi, uh, but they have Lee Cronin working on it as director. Uh, so far, Variety says the next chapter in the saga builds off the original trilogy rather than the 2013 reboot. Evil Dead Rise moves the action from the woods and into the city. That's L.A. to be specific. Uh, the twisted tale centers on two estranged sisters portrayed by Alyssa uh, Sutherland and Lily Sullivan, 
whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish versions of family imaginable. Uh, so yeah, it looks like we're getting more of this, and it's going straight to HBO Max, which I think is pretty cool. Well, if you have HBO Max, you'll be able to get some new Evil Dead here very, very soon. Uh, there's been some teases of uh, clapboards and things like that for this, the series. Uh, I can imagine it'll probably be a 2022 thing, so keep a lookout for that. Now here's some news I'm really excited about being the official Toki Wartooth. That's right, the official cosplay to Toki Wartooth uh, from Death Clock ever at DragonCon uh, near William Street. For, for many years when the show started, all the way till Doomstar Requiem, um, we thought it was gone. We thought it was dead. We thought it was over with. Well, looks like Brennan Small and Tommy are back. That's right. They are bringing more Death Clock. In fact, it's like a Death Clock film. That's uh, going along with an Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Adventure Brothers film. But we're focusing on the scary and dark, which is everything that Halloween embeds, which is a la Metalocalypse. But we all know it's all goofy and stupid anyways. But whatever, let's go into the synopsis. The power-hungry tribunal unveils its secret and deadly Falconback project as the world grows. Embattled in chaos and menacing, Doomstar breaches the Earth's atmosphere while the mysterious and twisted descent of the band members threatens the future of Death Clock. Picking up directly after the heroic rescue of Toki Wartooth, can Deathclock choose between their egos and the greater good of the world to embark on a gauntlet of dangers that will try their very souls and finally write the song that will be their salvation? Uh, sadly, uh, my good friend John Schnepp, who is a director on the show, has passed away uh, a couple years back, so he will not be directing uh, this, um, but I'm hoping that there'll be some kind of homage or something for, for good old John. Uh, but I'm just excited. I'm just so stoked to see more uh, Metalocalypse and Death Clock come back. We need it. We deserve it. Let's have it. I'm excited. Uh, this will be straight to Blu-ray and DVD whenever it does come out. Uh, and then, of course, uh, it being an HBO Max uh, thing with Adult Swim, they'll be having uh, premieres on that and Adult Swim, uh, I think, 90 days in between. So uh, keep an eye out for fucking new Death Clock. On to some pretty intense video game news. It looks like we're getting a Dead Space remake. That's right. The first Dead Space is getting a remake from EA Games. They just dropped that news today. Uh, but sadly, it looks like uh, there's no release date just yet. But there is a trailer, and it looks ominous and creepy and pretty straightforward with the game. So it looks like EA's kind of try to, like, make up for its wrongs. They gave us the entire Mass Effect remake trilogy. They're giving us a remake of Dead Space. Uh, and I'm sure much more to come. Maybe we'll even get a new game a little bit after this. But yes, finally, new Dead Space. So I'm a huge fan of the World of Darkness series. It's the role-playing with Vampire and the Masquerade and Werewolf Apocalypse and Mage uh, and the Mummy and all that living, the Hunter, the Reckoning, all that stuff uh, living under one roof. And, uh, you know, I DM those games. So I'm really happy to hear that the... Uh, the successor of, of The Witcher on Netflix has kind of uh, brought uh, the world of darkness to life on uh, a TV show or film. We're not really sure where it's going to be going just yet, whether it will be Netflix or not. Uh, but they just brought in uh, Christine Boylan and uh, Eric Heiser. Uh, these two are Vampire of the Masquerade and World of Darkness players. And so it looks like they're going to be uh, basically writing and working with the creators to build a show or a movie. Uh, we don't really have any news just yet of when it will be coming out or where it will be coming out, but we know it's in the works right now. These guys worked on uh, things like Constantine and Cloak and Dagger, The Punisher, Shadow and Bone. Uh, so some really cool projects. And, you know, the last time we had was uh, Kindred the Embrace. That was on uh, television. It was you know, interesting for the 90s, that's for sure. <laughs> so to see an upgraded, uh, you know, Vampire the Masquerade show, I think will be really rad. And there's lots of room for it. And I cannot wait. And I'll update you all on any little tidbits that come out on that. Any uh, 80s kids here or big fans of the Garbage Pail Kids? No, I was. I used to get those cards and stick those stickers all over the place. Uh, well, it looks like uh, the guys behind the recent Halloween movies 
you know him, Danny McBride and David Gordon Green are going to be uh, basically producing a new uh, animated series for HBO Max. How crazy is that, right? We're going to be getting a new Garbage Pail Kids animated series, and it's going to be fun for all ages, including uh, your, you know, your grossest adults to your, I guess, your grossest kids. Um, no date yet of when that will be coming, but I, yeah, really interested in seeing uh, some kind of new Garbage Pail Kids. Obviously, there's that Garbage Pail Kids movie from the uh, back in the day from 1987, and boy, that was, uh, yeah, that's a movie. It looks like we have another confirmed Universal Monster film, only this time it's a monster you're not really thinking about, nor has he had his own film just yet. That's right, we're going to be looking at Renfield. That's right, Renfield will be coming to theaters very soon from writer Robert Kirkman. You might know him from The Walking Dead, uh, Invincible on Amazon Prime. Uh, this is really cool. He talked about this on Kevin Smith's Fat Man Beyond podcast. Uh, but yeah, he pitched it and they're going to be working on it. Uh, Robert Kirkman says uh, it's a story about him being Dracula's henchman and how shitty a job that is. So it's going to be like kind of like a comedy, you know, a very dark and bloody comedy. You know, Robert Kirkman loves his violence. So uh, that's a scratch. And I, I'll take that. Absolutely. Looks like they got uh, Chris McKay, uh, you know, Lego Batman, the Tomorrow War. And Ryan Ridley, uh, Rick and Morty. So they'll be working on a new uh, script for a Renfield film. I think that's great. Uh, you know, we have our classic monsters, but why don't you explore that world just a little bit more? The only thing I'm a little uh, weary on is that it's going to be present day. Uh, but you know what? I give Robert Kirkman faith. Everything Robert Kirkman touches is gold. So let's let's keep it up. Let's, yeah, throw me some Robert Kirkman universal horror. So Mr. Norman Reedus, we all know him from Walking Dead as Daryl Dixon. Some of you might know him from Death Stranding as well, uh, the video game, and of course, Boondock Saints. Well, he has a Big Bald Head Productions. Uh, it's his production company that he's put together, and AMC is looking to, you know, get some ideas from him. Uh, obviously, he's working on Sorority House Massacre, which is pretty interesting. But the most interesting project I think that the guy has going right now is a television film adaptation of Faster Pussycat Kill Kill about three go-go dancers uh, going on a killing spree, uh, which is, you know, pretty, pretty awesome, man. Like that was that's such a good movie. But, you know, Russ Meyer as a television series. I, I, what? So random. But you know what? I'll give it to I'll give it to Norman Reedus just for bringing back any kind of love for faster pussycat kill kill. Uh, yeah, what a really cool, interesting concept. Um, maybe it'll be one series, maybe it'll be two. I don't know. We don't really have a date or anything just yet. Just we know it's being made. How cool! Now, what kind of Halloween podcast would I be if I didn't mention that John Carpenter's Halloween is coming finally? to 4K Ultra HD, that's right. And not only Halloween, but Halloween 2, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, and Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. All coming to 4K Ultra HD, packed with special features. Looks like a lot of the stuff that's been put on other stuff, but I mean, it's the stuff that you'd want to see adapted into 4K, uh, along with these covers that look super beautiful and gorgeous uh i might pick up this season of the witch one we'll see what happens obviously they released that really nice blu-ray box set a while ago so i'm kind of set on owning the halloween films but man do they want you to oh i'll say quadruple dip i mean god how many times have we dipped into the halloween films i'm sure people listening already have two copies at home easily easily um but yeah, super cool to see these coming out. They'll they'll be around. Uh, let's see here, uh, September twenty eighth. They're popping out, so keep an eye for those. Uh, yes, what have you popped out? Keep an eye popped out. Yeah, go to that. Looks like Jordan Peele is back into horror. This will be his third film. This is a uh, nope. It's a big old nope. <laughs> I love the name, Jordan. It's it, it's great. I love that Jordan sticks with the most simple names for his horror movies. And just, nope. Just sounds like one of those, like the perfect thing that most people say whenever you talk about horror or any specific kind of genre. Like, hey, do you like Pennywise the Clown? Nope. <laughs> hey, you want to go into this haunted house? Nope. I'm just going to nope right out of this shit. Yeah. So uh, it looks like we got uh, 
Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out will be reteaming with Peel once again. And Steven Yun, a uh, favorite of mine. Uh, you might know him from The Walking Dead or Mayhem. And, of course, Kiki Palmer from Scream. This will be a film coming out in July 22nd, 2022. Uh, don't really know what's, uh, what it's about. But the, the poster is very ominous. It's a cloud floating in the sky. And there's, like, one of those little banners with, like, uh, little flags on it. The ones that, like, stuck to Marty McFly's uh, DeLorean. Uh, and it looks like it's over a fair. And I don't know. Just it's very ominous uh, from Universal, Universal Pictures. So, yeah. More news to come. So do you guys remember the Halloween skeleton from Home Depot uh, selling over, I think, in the last two years or so? Everybody's been freaking out about? Well, looks like he has a big brother coming out. And I mean big brother. Uh, the Inferno pumpkin skeleton is coming out with lifelike uh, LCD eyes and just the same size at 12 foot. Yeah, that's right. The skeleton will have an accompanied scarecrow a pumpkin with him uh, it's coming rolling out to home beef home depots very soon it looks like um it's sold out currently on the website but i'd imagine that they're moving stuff right now in, in the stores and then i've seen like spaces moved out and you know a little bit of stocking that i've done in the, the halloween stores it looks like home depot is making its space but uh it'll be there along with um i guess there's like a a viking ship a skeleton viking ship with like a grim reaper rowing which looks really cool there's like a uh, almost like World of Warcraft demon with wings and a sword, uh, Dark Angel like. I think he runs for like two seventy nine. There's a Jester for two hundred, and there's a your typical kind of looking Scarecrow as well for for eighty. And then there's a it looks like two uh, two trick or treater pumpkin head guys, and then of course a twenty foot creepy clown inflatable. Which is like $700, but this thing is massive, man. So it looks like uh, Home Depot is rolling out the big guns when it comes to huge props this year. And you know what? Props to them. That's right, I went there. Can I get it? Hey, that's right. So uh, keep an eye out for those fun uh, fun props for your yard. And if you, if you get any photos, if you have the big skeleton or this large pumpkin king, take some photos and send them my way. I would love to share them with the community. All right, guys. Well, that's the end of the news. I hope you heard about some stuff you had not heard before or stuff you're looking forward to. I want to keep bringing you guys some awesome news as much as I can throughout the next couple of months until All Hallows Eve. But for right now, we're going to jump to a little song, one of my favorites, Dead Kennedy's Halloween. And when we get back, movie reviews. I've literally been sitting on movie reviews for like the last two years. <laughs> so we got some movie reviews, some game reviews, and more to come. So uh, stay tuned. Clown. For 
chokes me up. This Halloween, nothing sets the mood like a movie from Blockbuster. You're getting my photo wet. Sorry! Okay, Harry, grab the bud and I think we're out of here. Right. I want to drink your bud. Hi, I'm Harry. So am I. Well, there you are. You are not going to believe this. This Halloween, replenish your bud supply. Pick up Budweiser, Bud Light, and Bud Dry. What's your bud type? All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed those tunes and commercials, little throwback stuff. We're going to be talking about some horror movies. That's right. Some spookiness is going to be going down. I am very excited to review some of these films. It's been a long time coming, guys. All right, let's get started. First up, we have Darren Lynn Bowsman's Spiral. This is the ninth film in the Saw franchise. Now, I know a lot of you are probably a little, a little over Saw after a while, but Saw was back. And not probably when they wanted it to come out. Obviously, it was around uh, COVID, and the, or after COVID, and they weren't sure when to push movies, but this was kind of one of the first movies to really kind of come back and get people to come back to theaters uh chris rock and uh sam jackson star in this one with a bunch of other uh pretty decent actors and actresses uh you know i didn't hate it i actually i, I really enjoyed this one it was a good return to saw it kind of kind of breaks things back down to the to its pure essence and the the saws aren't these like crazy large elaborate traps anymore it's kind of back down to its essence again uh and then it kind of delves into uh john's past just a tad bit but focuses on more like a copycat killer and what's going on with that um i yeah i recommend this one uh, what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna give you guys some of my reviews i'm on letterboxd uh, letterboxd is like a movie reviewing website where i put a lot of my movie reviews early on before they hit the podcast or anywhere else uh gave this one three out of five stars uh didn't hate it so yeah check out spiral all right next up we're going to be looking at da, 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 mortal combat <sighs> so mortal combat was a movie that i was really excited for and then when i saw it i just i wanted to cry it was it was painfully awful uh the the main character armor man like i, I couldn't even tell you anything else about the, the main character uh the goro is like a giant cg thing and there wasn't even a mortal Kombat tournament in mortal Kombat. i remember i had a lot more to say about it whenever this movie came out i was so infused with just like rage of how much i just did not like this movie uh, luckily, I saw it on HBO Max, so it was free, but I would absolutely skip Mortal Kombat. This is like a one out of five star dealio here. Just don't, don't watch. Don't waste your time on Mortal Kombat. Next up, Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, it's, it's a pretty good romp. Uh, a little bit better than uh, Destroy All Monsters. Not as good as Skull Island, but we get to see Kong back on the big screen, and this is one of those films that brought me back to the movies to see these two... Uh, 
duking it out. I mean, literally, like, throwing punches back and forth. Uh, there's a lot of Hollow Earth stuff in this, which is I thought was pretty interesting. Hollow Earth, something that's, you know, was a, a lot of conspiracy theorists have talked about, and, like, they actually threw this into a giant, uh, big-budgeted picture, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, we get a lot of a lot of Kong. We get a lot of Godzilla. I mean, it's I, it's fun, man. There's not no part of uh, Godzilla versus Kong that I didn't really enjoy. Even the the child aspects of you know to tame the monster, to tame the animal. Uh, no, yeah, it was a good time. Next up, Conjuring Three: The Devil Made Me Do It. This was another. I think all these were HBO Max uh, releases, uh, but I, I went and saw this one in the theaters. Uh, this one doesn't, it, it's definitely the weakest of the Conjuring films, obviously the first being the best, uh, but we get a lot of Ed and Lorraine Warren in this one. Uh, it's more or less like looking at their, uh, their relationship. And I mean, there's, there is stuff with the, the family that they're trying to help out. Uh, but we just get to see a lot of moments that are really sweet between the two and, you know, Ed getting a little bit older, uh, the problems that he kind of suffered with, uh, in real life. And, uh, you know, th those actors are just, and actresses are just great. Um, there's a part with the cliff that I'm sure you've seen in the trailer. Uh, it's a, it's a bit too much for me for a conjuring film. I don't need people hanging off cliffs and yeah, that was a bit much, but, um, let's see, I, I threw this one, uh, three out of five stars. Oh, did I give you guys the, the star rating on the last one? Was that more, uh, Kong versus, uh, Godzilla? That was a four out of five star, by the way. Uh, so yeah, Warner brothers, uh, yeah, not doing too bad. Not doing great. Not doing too bad. Speaking of bad, Army of the Dead. Holy fuck, was this movie awful. <laughs> I hated this movie so much. I wanted to date it. I love Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead remake, you know, so I, I held faith. And then Zack Snyder did that Justice League re-edit that was like, you know, made his other Justice League or Joss Whedon's edit of Justice League a lot better. So I was hoping, okay, man, like his, he's returned to zombies. It's going to be great. It takes place in Vegas. You know, Batiste is in it. Like it should be a good film. No, no, this movie is so horrible and painful to watch. And it's so long. It needed to end like at least an hour before it ends. Uh, it's just way too over the top. Way just, it's not scary at all. The zombies, there's like a, uh, a queen zombie and she's in love with like the other head zombie and they like talk to the other zombies and then like they find out that the queen zombie has a kid and then uh, oh man it it hurt this movie physically hurt me watching it i hated every moment of it two out of five stars i was actually graceful for that one star i think i think there's like some pretty decent kills in it that like gave me the popped up the one star i think there was one that was like an elevator smashes into a bunch of zombies and opens them back up and you just see all the visceral stickiness of each door uh so i didn't hate it too much but i i mean no i did hate it a lot but at least like they did some of the cg kills right i don't know skip army of the dead it's bad uh george romero's the amusement park came out on shutter this is a long lost george romero film re-edited and put together about the you know just the facts of getting old uh is a film that he kind of was working on and i guess gets kind of got lost for a little bit and you know it's great to have another george romero classic it's just it's definitely not for everybody it's uh, a little slow moving uh, it's a little crazy but i mean if you're a if you're a film aficionado and you want to see every george romero film uh i you know i recommend this one it's it's an interesting take overall uh but uh definitely not for everyone uh next we're looking at werewolves within this is uh the guy that did scare me's uh next movie and i love scare me it's it's one location just two people stuck in one in a cabin and uh you know like just it's, it's all strong dialogue and it's, it's like a light comedy uh, but Werewolves Within, is, it takes place in a town. It's based off the Ubisoft video game um, about just people trying to figure out who in the town is a werewolf. So it's just like quirky, you know, like very Twin Peaks. Like everybody in the town has like a, an interesting personality and there's werewolf killings going around and the new sheriff in town has to uh, figure it out. And the sheriff that's in the town, he's from uh, uh, Detroiters. Um, I think you should leave. And he was in that new uh, Chris Pratt alien movie that came out not too long ago on Amazon. Uh, but it's really funny, really uh, engaging. And even like the, the, a lot of the werewolf stuff is uh, pretty, pretty crazy. And it's, it's just a good time. Uh, I give this one three and a half stars out of five. Uh, I recommend it. Check out Werewolves Within. 
Next up is Wrong Turn 2021. This is a movie that uh, goes uh, away from what the, originally the Wrong Turn films were. Uh, we had a lot of Wrong Turn movies that were just, you know, your typical hillbillies out in the woods and they have bow and arrows and traps and the kids run into them. This one kind of takes a left turn and I don't want to spoil it for you guys too much, but uh, there's a, it's a, like a darker society that lives in the woods and they have like, you know, cow skulls on their heads and it's, it, it's a it's a bit more bleak and the film definitely takes a, a weird turn um a little bit too long i think uh but i didn't hate this movie uh it, it you know it's uh it's a wrong turn film it wasn't great but it was uh it was something it was better than the last couple of wrong turn films so i gave this one two and a half stars maybe check it out I don't know. uh next up is fear street this is the uh, three-parter, three-part film series, Fear Street, based off the uh, R.L. Stein uh, YA book series uh, from the 90s. I remember seeing these on shelves when I was buying Goosebumps as a kid. Uh, this is more for, like, the teen girls, uh, or, t- you know, teenagers back then, and, you know, we're buying them up left and right, and, you know, I just never really got into it. But I saw the premises. The covers were always really cool. Like, there'd be, like, some girl on Halloween night looking over, like, you know, through her window, and there'd be, like, a skeleton face guy in the reflection. And, you know, it looked really neat. Uh, so, I, you know, I decided to watch these. I watched these with our community, which, by the way, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the creator of the Mutants and Monsters community on Discord and Twitch. Uh, I Twitch uh, every night, Monday through Friday, uh, you know, 10 o'clock to about 3 a.m. And on Friday nights, we do movie nights. And uh, we made sure to watch uh, the Fear Street movies. We watched every single Fear Street movie as they came out. And it was a good time, man. I really enjoyed these flicks. Uh, they're they're fun. They're inventive. They're trying to do something interesting. There's a lot of callbacks to Scream and other horror films. Obviously, the first one takes place in 1994. Then the one after that takes place in 1978, I think. And then the third one play, takes place in 1666. Um so a lot of different time periods of what's causing these slashers to appear. The gore is really good. The kids are fun and interesting. Like it really feels like it's a harking back to, you know, your 80s slashers and just, you know, having fun with horror and a really cool slasher character designs. And we don't get a lot of them, uh, the, the backstory on each killer, but that's to like, you know, keep it open for future entries, you know. Uh, but the, the slashers just look really fun, really cool. There, there's one kill specifically in 1994 that i absolutely loved and it was so inventful and so just rad i haven't seen a cool kill like that since the the bed in freddy vs jason where jason you know stabs the guy with the machete and then grabs each end and cracks him in half uh so yeah definitely check out the fear street films uh i gave those let's see 1994 i gave four stars uh 1978 i gave three stars and uh 1666 i gave three and a half stars so not bad uh so yeah absolutely check out fear street next up is the forever purge this is the purge where just the purge keeps lasting over and over and over again uh well not basically like over and over again the purge takes place one night you know to you know cleanse the america and let them get all their angst out and it kind of levels out the economy well this is more about a, a rich family who has a barn and they have some immigrant workers and it kind of, it definitely touches base on like the Trump, the trump presidency but like not by name or anything but it's like just imagine if the riots at the capital just never ended um so like those kind of people like we're just really horrible racist people live out there and our you know our focal point is on a mexican which is wonderful there's not too many mainstream films that have a mexican you know lead uh and i thought that was really rad and really cool of them to do and uh, i i really really thought it was funny whenever the purge gets so bad that the borders of canada and mexico open up to let the americans in without a weapon uh until they can figure out their shit and it was just like a, a wink to like you know trying to keep you know everybody out of uh out of america yet in this movie america's so fucked up that like of course our neighboring countries are all about letting us in if only right <laughs> who knows how that would go down um but you know it's very you know it's very politically winky winky and a lot of stuff um i didn't hate it too much honestly i think it was better than the last couple purge movies three out of five stars yeah possibly check out the forever purge not not a horrible film 
Next up, we have Promising Young Woman. This is a film that uh, kind of leaned towards everybody thinking that it's about a woman who's, you know, basically tapes takes guys that you know date date rape women uh and she would you know do her justice to them kind of like a um uh spin it on your grave kind of thing where you know you get the revenge back on on these pieces of crap guys well it doesn't really lean too much into the horror aspect of where she just kind of like makes these guys feel like crap and kind of belittles them um it, but it's honestly it's a pretty good message i didn't i didn't hate it too much i i think it was uh it was pretty fun uh a little flick it has a it has a decent message in there trapped somewhere if you can find it um so yeah i watched that one i forget what the star rating on that was but uh i didn't hate it let's just say that next to slacks this movie just jumped on shutter it's about killer jeans it's about jeans that kill people in a mall jeans that kill people in a mall <laughs> i mean you can't get any more simplistic than that but i you know i got exactly what i wanted out of it you know of designer jeans trying to murder people uh but you know it, it was very interesting um that one i think it was a little bit too far in where i didn't get a, a score on that one as well but yeah i remember digging it jeff definitely watched slacks at some point Next up, we have Willie's Wonderland. This is Nick Cage's uh, trapped in a uh, showbiz pizza Chuck E. Cheese type place. Uh, this movie's awful. It's you know, for what it could have been. It's obviously it's a Five Nights at Freddy's ripoff. Uh, you know, Nick Cage's character is just you know we expect him to be over the top, but he just like doesn't say a line in the movie, and he's like the mysterious traveler, and it's just him beating up a bunch of furries for an hour and a half. And if you like that kind of thing and you want to see him beating up a bunch of furries and ripping their heads off and entrails and robots and be my guest. But so I thought some of it was a little lazy. Some one of the robots wasn't even a, like a, a furry robot. It was like a girl with like a fake head on, but she was like a ballerina with a bot. I don't know. It was just not great. I, I would skip Willy's Wonderland. Next up is Shadow in the Clouds. This is uh, Chloe Mort's uh, latest film where she's a pilot uh, back in, I think, the 20s, 30s. Uh, but she has uh, some of her cargo and she has some other pilots to take her from point A to point B and she's in the clouds and they're basically she traps herself into like the cockpit where you know you have the gun and of course there's something on the plane that's uh, killing the people inside and she has to you know save the day uh, it's a little far-fetched it's an action romp slash suspense thriller uh, I was not a big fan of this there was just moments where it was just too far-fetched was not a big fan I would uh, skip shadow in the clouds Next up, Resident Evil, The Infinite Darkness. This is the new CGI Resident Evil film that came out on Netflix not too long ago. Stars Leon S. Kennedy and Claire Redfield, two of Resident Evil's favorites. They appear in Resident Evil 2. This feels like a uh, canceled script. It's a really bad uh, script for a game that just didn't go anywhere, so they just turned it into a CGI film. I kind of did not enjoy this thing. It really takes place after Resident Evil 4. Uh, they talk about, you know, Ashley and the president's daughter and then the whole thing. And uh, so I was excited to see some like, like deep Resident Evil lore for the characters I actually do care about. Sorry, Alice and the Resident Evil movies. Um, but, uh, yeah, not, not a fan of this one. I would, uh, I would skip Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. Uh, next up, Batman, the long Halloween part one, obviously part two is coming out soon. Part one is rated PG 13. Part two is rated R. I really enjoyed this. They take a lot of liberties to make the art look exactly like the comic. A lot of the characters uh, are reminiscent and fun and just, you get to be in Gotham around Halloween time along with every other holiday, but let's focus on the important holiday. Am I right? Uh, yeah. Calendar man's pretty, that's questionable. Um, yeah, I actually really like this one. Check, uh, part one out, which is out right now. Uh, yeah. Uh, late night theater. We have the last drive in season two, which they did mother's day, the house by the cemetery audition class of 1984 bride of the reanimator, ginger snaps, next of kin fried berry, which is a trippy ass movie. If I'd say so myself and dead and buried. Uh, if you're not watching the last drive in what the hell's wrong with you, Joe, Bob and Darcy do an amazing job on this series every Friday night. They just finished up season two. We're probably going to have some specials uh, towards the end of the year here. And then season three will start back sometime next year. So keep an eye out for more last drive in. 
Okay, so moving on, we have TV reviews. Uh, Love, Death, and Robots season two just hit Netflix. Uh, this is a lot shorter than the last season, which is kind of sad. Uh, but the every one is a gem. I absolutely love Love, Death, and Robots. Please keep making more of the series. It's so fun. Castlevania season four just kind of wrapped up everything for Castlevania. One of the best animes I've seen in a long time. The gore is there. Dracula's. Uh, just fucking evil presence with with Alucard and, and oh yeah, please watch uh, Castlevania if you haven't dipped into it yet. Uh, Creep Show season two has aired. Uh, this season was a lot stronger than the first season. I felt this is on Shutter. Uh, highly recommend Creep Show. Uh, next up, we have John Wayne Gacy, The Devil in Disguise on Peacock. I think this is a four or five episode miniseries digging in deep. I think six episodes, five or six episodes digging deep into just what made John Wayne Gacy who he was, including just, you know, no, nobody's voicing over this documentary, but John Wayne Gacy. Like they got so much material on him and recorded him talking that you hear from him, which I thought was really creepy. Um, Probably one of easily the best documentary on that guy, that piece of shit. Uh, but if you uh, like true crime stuff, I highly recommend checking that out. Um, obviously, there's the crime scene, uh, The Vanishing at Cecil Hotel on Netflix, which tells the story of the woman that uh, disappeared. And they only had was the video of her in the elevator, you know, kind of walking around and people think somebody killed her. They found her body in the uh, water reserve on the roof of the building in Los Angeles. Uh, very creepy story. Really cool crime uh, Doc, if you guys are into that kind of thing, uh, watch it. Demon Slayer anime on Netflix. If you guys are into anime, this one deals into a bunch of demons that are vampire-like uh, and a brother and sister trying to just... And my brother trying to save his sister uh, who has been bit and, and become a demon herself. The demons act a lot like vampires, which I don't know why they just didn't make it a vampire anime, but whatever. Um, I guess so they could be in the sunlight sometimes. Um, but yeah, I guess they announced season two is coming out pretty soon. There's a movie that just came out. Demon Slayer rocks. Check that out. Invincible on Amazon. Uh, it's Robert Kirkman's uh, love letter to superheroes. Only the superhero stuff is really gory, like really awesome. And Seth Rogen helped work on this thing, and he does a voice along with uh, Zazie Beats and just a ton of great talent. Uh, Stephen Yun is the Mark Grayson. Uh, I cannot say enough good things about Invincible on Amazon Prime. Please check it out. Uh, all right. We, we, we kind of ran through this, didn't we? Huh? Uh, Quiet Place Season 2. We're going to go back to movies. I completely forgot about that one. Uh, you know, it's hard to be scared of CG monsters, you know? But, uh, you know, John Krasinski did a really good job of pulling this one out. Um, it's uh, the insane, the same cast, along with Cillian Murphy. Um, I didn't hate it. <laughs> it's one of those, it was like, you know, it was okay. It was fine. I didn't think we needed a second Quiet Place. Um, luckily my theater was a quiet place to watch this film, so that kind of helped. But, uh, yeah, I actually gave this one four out of five stars. Uh, yeah, check out Quiet Place 2. And, uh, yeah, we have some films coming soon. Halloween Kills, we have the new Halloween Kills trailer just dropped. A uh, new Dune trailer just dropped recently. Um, the new Halloween Kills... Uh, looks pretty good. Gets me more excited than 2018 because if you guys know, I did not like 2018. Uh, we get to see uh, characters from the very first Halloween coming back. Uh, we get to see some characters that should have died in Halloween 2018 that possibly get their up and comings in this one. Some firefighters get fucked up. This one looks like a good time. I'm really looking forward to Halloween Kills over the last Halloween much, much more. Uh, so, yeah. I uh, want to talk about board games for a little bit. Mixtape Massacre Escape is a lot of fun. I've been playing it with my Twitch community. Uh, if you guys don't know, Mixtape Massacre is a little uh, studio that puts out these just really cool Mixtape Massacre games, which is basically serial killers going after teens, and you play different types of teams on the boards. Uh, there's lots of different tokens and items and locations to play at and go, and there's a lot of winks to you know slasher films and horror movies. Like It's made with love. Uh, this is the one that I got. They sent me out to play. It was so much fun. I love playing with my community, uh, and I can't wait to play more of these games. They're just a, an absolute blast, so uh, definitely go out and check out Mixtape Massacre if you can. Uh, next up is the Horrified board game. This is the Universal Monster board game. This is a lot of fun. Actually, it can go by pretty quickly if you have uh, some players. Uh, it doesn't have to be a long, you know, grueling, like you know, a lot of board games these days. 
Um, and you just get really cool, you know, universal minis. And it's in the world that I love the most, universal monsters. So I definitely recommend this board game. And uh, yeah, I think we talked about Midnight Syndicate's uh, stuff for their, their live show coming up very soon. I just want to mention that again. Uh, they got some new stuff coming out on their website, some normal music, some live things. I'm just, I'm stoked. Uh, but yeah, guys, that wraps up the show. We're just about an hour. Thank you all so much for listening. It's been quite a pleasure. I'm so happy to be back. Uh, a lot of stuff happening in my life these last couple uh, years. And, and just as for everybody, I know it's it's hard to do the streaming thing on top of the podcasting thing. And I could just bitch for days with all the things that just suck. But you know what? I want to keep doing the show. I love doing the show for you guys. And just being able to go to like Halloween Horror Nights and Mickey's Not So Scary and other haunts. Uh, movie screenings and just reporting back to you guys about what's cool what's awesome what's scary out there and what's good for families and what's good for just you know the couples that want really good horror uh, gore and scary stuff and uh you all have been so supportive and i want to thank you all so so much again uh my art is on the etsy page you know you can check out hallows e365 on etsy i got a bunch of pumpkins up there i sell flickering jack-o-lanterns i do a lot <laughs> <laughs> I got the Twitch page. I work at a comic shop. It's a, I got a lot of stuff going, but the podcast is where it's at. And I like to build up enough stuff to talk with you guys about. And you guys seem to be pretty, pretty down with it. Uh, but how about shirts? Would you guys like uh, Everyday's Halloween podcast shirts? Let me know. Uh, give me some uh, comments in the, in the social media pages. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Uh, I want to thank you all again so much for listening. I'll be back uh, in a couple weeks. I want to keep this thing going all the way to Halloween. So here's one last song, getting you ready for the Halloween season. Stay spooky, stay scary, and I'll see you all soon.